scraps here in the house everybody's cooped up we got a little punchy uh the girls and i were going to bring into our family two beautiful nigerian dwarf goats that needed to be rescued oh my god the most adorable things ever but um well i i, I know there's no other way to put this lynette hates animals so <laughs> Uh, needless to say, there was a contentious disagreement last night where maybe a few foul words were thrown around. A few? Well, uh, got the best of us. But um, anyway, she'll come around. We'll get the goats. We always end up getting what we want anyway, girls, right? Yep. Not no. really. No, I guess not. So anyway. Yeah. And then we go hunting for chickens today. And Every single feed store is sold out of chicks. What does that tell you? Well, people are prepping. People are, are taking a look at the future and saying, I got to provide a little bit of my own food. So uh, that was a little alarming because uh, the plan was to bring about 20 to 30 of them into our, our lives this evening. Um, because you can never have enough eggs, you know. And those of you that aren't familiar, the freshest eggs in the world come directly from Eggie's Eggs. Wonderful, grass-fed, free-range chickens, healthy as hell, mean as hell, producing like crazy. So if you ever get a chance to suck down a beautiful Eggie's Egg, do so. But it'll cost you $4 a dozen. So Anyway, ladies. Hello. What's Hello. cracking? Hello. Nothing. Nothing? Lucky Oh my god. How are your quads feeling today? Fine. Oh yeah? We didn't do enough mountain climbers? No. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> tell me. So what did we do today? We had a little PE action. What did we do? Yes. We rode the stationary bike. We did rowing. Um, we lifted weights and a bunch of other stuff. Yep. Yeah, and uh, Lou, did you? En what part of it did you enjoy most? Um, probably the bike mm -hmm. and the push-ups off of the bouncy ball. Maybe. Oh yeah, yep, yep. And I kind of like the lifting weights part. Mm-hmm. You were struggling with that a little bit, but. Uh... And I've got to do my part. I've got to get dressed up as a traditional PE teacher. <laughs> I've got to get some really tight wrestling tights on and, and start blowing my whistle and screaming. And it'll be good. It'll be fun. Please, <laughs> no. <laughs> we get all sweaty and nasty and Ew. smell like a locker. <laughs> 
Anyway, so oh wait, we guys, I almost I, forgot I'm like this whole time. Getting neglected. This whole time, I thought Mama wasn't here. <laughs> I get invited, and then I don't get asked any questions. I was just kidding about you hating animals, even though it's kind of yeah, true. Yeah, everybody knows I love Nixon. Well, Nixon, but he's not an animal; he's the devil. No, he's the king. Yeah, he's the and king. What, what if you kids? don't know, we have a cat named Mister Nixon who is—he tends to be apolitical, so you would think he would trend towards right-wing politics. But he actually finds himself in the middle. And so, you know, anyway. <laughs> and just, What's up? Just, I have a couple things to say. One, and I need to defend myself a little bit about this whole animal thing. And I think everybody listening here knows that if it were up to you, all the animals would be inside the house shitting all over the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in fact, we have had a chicken living in our garage for the last probably four months. And I've been asking Isaac... This is a health hazard because there's salmonella in their poop. And it has been living in our garage, first on top of the water heater, which was fine because I could vacuum it, vacuum it up. But then it decided to just live all over the garage. And I asked over and over and over again to have it cleaned to no avail. Well, but hold on. Let's and back it's a up. Health you, said, you said we've had a chicken. It's not a chicken, it's Chatty Cathy, yeah. is her name. Yes. She happens to be maimed. A close encounter with a raccoon or a fox or something, she's infirmed. And as a nurse, you should understand that infirmed animals are just like infirmed people and they need love too. And what will happen as the nurse in the household, if you accidentally take something out of the garage that the chicken has shit on, you will get salmonella poisoning. I've ingested enough shit in my life where I'm not going to get salmonella, okay? I have a built-up resistance. I don't think anybody wants to hear us argue. Here we go again. (laughs) Anyway, Anyway. no F-bombs this time around, though. Yeah. Yeah. But Isaac also designed um, a workout for me this morning, my first morning workout in our new gym. And it was fabulous. And so there I was about to get started. And I thought about maybe modifying what he had designed. And then who walks in right when I start at 5.20 in the morning? Isaac, to watch me and make sure I do everything in perfect (laughs) form and 100% effort when I thought I might have been able to do my own thing. Well, let me add a little context to that, though. Hold on. Because for the last, what, eight months, seven, eight months, I've been up at 4 o'clock in the morning, out the door at 4.15, opening up the gym at 4.30 and greeting a whole host of awesome fit freaks at 5 o'clock for a class. Then another one at 6.00. That's been my mornings every Monday, so it's like automatic. I jumped up this morning. I'm like, what do I do? What do I, I ah, what do I do? Well, no, but you haven't woken up early every morning. I've gotten up early, but I think you were particularly interested to see if I would do your No, workout. that's my Monday morning <laughs> 4 a.m. clock that goes off inside my body. Yeah. It's like instant. But anyway. It, but you're, and you're, I got to say, your form was off a little bit. Well, I, you know, I mean, it's just it's just saying if you want to really work, you got to work proper. But that's well. Anyway, I was trying point. to give you a compliment, oh. something that's rare these days, oh. <laughs> and I enjoyed it. It was very good. I got super sweaty, and it was kind of nice because I could. I got hot, and I just took off my shirt. I mean, I was wearing a sports bra, but <laughs> I, it was just nice. It was it was good. It was a good workout. It was the right vibe. I had the music and the news going. 
so I could stay informed and get into the music. It was it was awesome. Can't wait to do it again tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Well, as the saying goes, never miss a Monday, right? So nope. we're gonna we're gonna really try to establish that as a norm, both in terms of your guys' PE girls during the day, and just to get Mama's head right before she heads into the Terra Dome uh, at work. But um, so, gosh. What else is going on in the world? Let me tell you, there is, uh, we just got, just watched a little bit of Chris Como interview, his brother, Governor Como, and uh, which is highly entertaining if you haven't watched those two go at it. I don't care your political persuasion, but uh, they're, they're totally worth watching. So as they touched on a whole host of issues, but right now, as of uh, March 23rd, our eighth day, we're looking at 378,000 cases worldwide, um, about uh, 43,000, just shy of 44,000 in the, in the United States. That's jumped up dramatically by almost 10,000 in the last day. Um, as everybody's here in New York is kind of taking the unfortunate prize uh, with about 5,000 new cases for a total of about 20,000. Uh, and then New Jersey's seen a pretty sizable jump as well. Uh, Washington continues to be high, and as does uh, our home state of California. So um, definitely darker days coming, but uh, we're still keeping our heads up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think feel like we're all pretty... You feeling positive, Abs? Yep. Yeah. Lou, you? Yep, just tired. <laughs> positive and tired. Yep, absolutely. But the gym will help. The gym will absolutely help. That so, was fun. Yeah. So, Lou, is there anything that's been on your mind the last day? What's one other thing that you did today? Um, so, we got at the, end of, at the end of the day, we got to prank Mother that we got the goat, even though she hates animals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so... This that's story right. is so tired. Yeah. We pranked her that we got it, and it was really funny. But really, we just told her that we found Chatty Kathy in her home, mm-hmm. and yeah. What about your uh, What about your bird presentation? Tell us about oh, yeah, that real quick. I forgot about that. Um, so I have this thing called a crazy bird, and we're supposed to make our own bird and then write a few paragraphs about it. And mine was called the Blue Tobia because it lives in Bluebird Tobia, and I had to make a video since I couldn't obviously bring it to school, mm-hmm. so. I had to make a video, and then I sent it to my teacher, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty cool. You are now a YouTube star. <laughs> You've got to send that YouTube video to your teacher. So, And Abigail, one other thing that you did today. So you were upstairs working all day. Yes, I was doing homework all day. I had a lot of it today. So I was pretty much doing every subject, each one for like, Half an hour. It was a lot of homework today. Mm-hmm. But you seem to enjoy it. I like how it keeps me occupied without actually being at school. Mm-hmm. Like it gives me something to do. Mm-hmm. So I think tomorrow, are we going to do the, the cooking lesson? Yes. We're going to make pretzels tomorrow. So we're going to put together a how-to video for pretzels. And so we're going to start experimenting... With that, and then hopefully maybe make some bread, which is something I want to try as well. Um, so, and we'll get to Nettie in a minute. She's got the most interesting stuff here. Um, 
God, I'll tell you what, the one thing that I thought I would have so much of with working from home is time. And that's been the revelation for me. Um, I was joking with friends about, oh my God, what are we going to do with all this time? And things are getting so intense with work. I literally lifted up my head and it was three o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, the day just flew by. Um, I, both myself and my colleagues are busier now than we were when we were actually in the classroom. And uh, that's a function of we're set up in kind of a more individualized learning environment. So we've got to design specific things for specific kids or help the kids design their own type of learning, which for a lot of ours that live out in the country, they don't have a lot of Wi-Fi access. It can be a little a little challenging. But um, boy, I'll tell you what, that, uh, <clears throat> that's, uh, that's been an awakening for me, that uh, time will still be thin. But... So, Net, what about you? There's some changes on the horizon. What's happening? Yeah, every day I go to work, there's a new update. Um, some of the things that are happen happening in the outpatient setting is becoming much more strict about um, who comes to the facility. So, And I think Kaiser's probably has been a little bit more strict than even other organizations, um, such as Sutter, Sister. <laughs> Um, so we have, we're calling all of our patients ahead and converting in-person appointments to either a telephone or video visit. So there's not a lot of people coming into our building and our, we share a building with multiple other departments, orthopedics, surgery, physical therapy. Um, anyway, very few people are coming into the building unless it's absolutely needed and nobody can bring a visitor any longer. In the hospital, you can't have a visitor at all, which is kind of sad because if you're, um, if you're really ill or dying, you're gonna die alone. And that brings me a lot of sadness. You, don't, you no longer have an advocate while you're in the hospital right now. They can absolutely not come through the door. In the outpatient setting, you can't have a visitor with you unless you can't, you need to be pushed by a wheelchair, you have a caregiver or you're like developmentally delayed. And everybody that comes through the door gets screened. So you have to have an appointment and they ask you a series of questions. There's security guards and greeters at the door. So they're tightening that up. Um, if you do come in and say that you have a cough or a fever or any of, um, the COVID-19 symptoms, then they put you in a room and this process starts tomorrow. They put you in a room, put a mask on you, and then an RN has to come down in, uh, this is going to be another word of 2020, PPE, hmm. personal protective equipment, hmm. and screen you for the coronavirus. Huh. So that who, starts tomorrow. who would be so foolish as to take on a position like that? Well, it's a sign, so I'll be doing it Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> so I have a phone that I'll have to get Good times! Phone. Now let's stay away from the virus. Now actually, let's go right into the heart of darkness. Well, what would a Marine do? <laughs> Are you a Marine? No, no, you're 1999 Airman of the Year for the European Theater. <laughs> so that starts tomorrow. I get training on that, and then... Um, I'm still doing a lot like you, just like you, I'm 
so busy. Like the, there's not enough hours in the day. So yeah. we're calling patients. We're doing video visits, which I absolutely just cannot connect with patients over the phone. Hmm. Like it's hard to get that emotional connection and have empathy when I can't see their face. You, you know what helps for me is drink. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> so there's that. And, um, there today now on a daily basis, I had to sequester every glove, mask, face shield, um, gown, hand sanitizer, wipes. They're all kept in one closet in my department for the whole floor. And I have to inventory them every day. So I have to count individually each mask we have. And then we have to report it to a command center hmm. every day by four o'clock. Wow. So nobody can get in, in the hospital. You can work in, in the building on the medical center. And you have to go ask your manager or me for a mask. Nobody can wear a mask. And so meanwhile, like I've said... You go to the grocery store, you see people out. I have no people who work in vet clinics. I had a patient today work in a vet clinic, and mm. she said that they don't allow patients in, and she goes fully gowned with an N95 mask to go get a dog to bring into the clinic. Okay, dogs don't have COVID-19. Mm. People do. And so we can't, <laughs> we can't even have access without asking for it. So I have to count that every day. And um, we still have... There's not that much of it, but it's not being, we're still just holding it in a closet. Hmm. So I don't know. I know it's needed in the ICU and in the ER and on some of the floors. So I'm just hoping they have enough because meanwhile, it's just sitting in our closet, not being used. Now, when you say PPE, that what, 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 it, tell me again, what is that? That encompasses multiple things. Yeah. So they, it, COVID-19 used to be airborne precautions. Right. So an N95, you have to wear an N95 mask if it's airborne. Mm -hmm. um, you have to wear a full gown um, and a face shield mm -hmm. because it can get, you know, you guys didn't hear Hannah last night, but it can get into your mucous membranes. Mm -hmm. If somebody so, pukes in your face, it can no, get in your eye. Coughs, sneezes. Oh, I like the visual of somebody actually oh, okay. vomiting yeah. in your face. Kind of like Stand By Me, the yeah. Barfarama, where I just... Yeah. Anyway, that's just me. So last... Monday, they downgraded it. They, meaning the CDC, Center for Disease Control. <coughs> Bullshit! <laughs> to droplet. Mm -hmm. So, different type of... Convenient, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. In the absence of masks, guess what? It's not airborne. Wonder if, when the masks are coming out, if suddenly it becomes airborne yeah. again. I don't know yeah. how that stuff works. So, in, in other parts of the country, they're still treating it like airborne. And I've heard from our infectious disease um, specialists that we work with that it's mostly, con mostly droplet. Mm. Mostly. Mostly. They, that's the word I heard. It's like <laughs> droplet 80% of the time. 20% of the time. Right. You know? So so the difference between airborne and droplet is basically um, droplet is a surgical mask. So you like the kind that you kind mm -hmm. of put over your ears. It's not the, the, the big like kind of respirator looking mask that people are wearing. Um, a plastic gown that's open in the back, you know, covered in the front. Obviously gloves and eye protection. That's like an add-on to con to droplet precautions. Mm -hmm. So, um, but the problem is everybody's out of face shields. So there mm -hmm. are some masks still. So they're making face shields 
or you have to find your own goggles. Well, so I've got that face shield I use for weed eating. You want to bring that in? Yeah, it's well, got a luckily, bunch of weed still stuck luckily, to it. Luckily, I am the holder dirty. of the key for the PPE oh. of the building, of our floor. You're so like, a, you're the gatekeeper. I'm the gatekeeper. <laughs> I wonder who the key master is. <laughs> oh. So. You know what happens when the gatekeeper and the key master get together? They party? <laughs> I don't know. We're going to find out. In Ghostbusters, it was really bad. Like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man comes out oh, of nowhere. Yeah. And all breaks yeah. loose, but yeah. you never know. Maybe like the COVID-19 monster starts to emerge. And, <laughs> COVID-19 and yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's another new job I have is to, to count that stuff every morning and report it. And then um, as far as the hospital, what we call census, meaning like how many people are there is still pretty low. So um, Isaac kind of went over the numbers in California. We have 378 new cases in California in the last 24 hours. Um, 15 deaths total. I think six are new. So that's kind of an increase. But in Placer County, our numbers haven't changed a lot. So mm -hmm. we're still at a total of 20 active cases and one death, which was the first death in California, was in our hospital. But that, and that's what still drives me crazy. We talk about these numbers, you know, and I even share them, but that's a, these are all a function of testing. It, we're just yeah. simply not testing. So, I mean, you know, one could say that it could very well be 10 times these numbers right now, not in terms of the deaths, because those are, you know, those, those can be quantified rather easily, but in terms of the number of people infected, um, the stuff that we've been seeing in terms of people congregating still, it's a guarantee those numbers are significantly higher. Yeah. I mean, they're still only testing people who are moderate to severely ill. Mm -hmm. So, but it's still reassuring. And, and I think in Placer County, like if you look at the numbers in Sacramento, they have 88 cases, four deaths, different demographic. Yeah. And in our area, especially Roseville compared to Sacramento, um, you know, it's, it's a different demographic. Mm -hmm. We have an older, a lot older population, but um, a little bit healthier in general. There's a lot of other yeah. factors. Socioeconomic. Socioeconomic, yeah. education, all that stuff. Huh. So um, the hospital so far is sitting tight, but I've heard that everybody that's in the hospital is very, very sick. So the ICU beds are pretty full. Huh, really? Which is concerning when this ramps up. I don't know what they're going to do. The ICU is typically always full doing, during flu season. Well, I, I overheard Governor Como this morning mandating, I believe it was a mandate, that all hospitals in New York, in the state of New York, increase their capacity by 50%. So I'm sure you all are hatching plans for that because that's going to you know, that's going to be it. You're going to have to, whether it's hallways or closets or, you know, multiple people per room or whatever it may be, or completely clearing out, you know, whether it's, you know, any of elect elective surgery areas or, yeah. Yeah. you know, they'll be using yeah, we've those. We've canceled all elective surgeries. Um, I feel like Kaiser is as prepared as they can be. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, there there's a lot of communication and a lot of preparation that's going on behind the scenes. Mm. Yeah. You know what I heard this morning and I found this really interesting and I, I shared it with you. I came across the New York Times article 
that talked about research is showing that a common theme amongst those with COVID is the loss of the sense of smell and sense of taste, which I found really interesting. And they, they said that they were having people bring in sick relatives and just in passing would reference like, yeah, we all kind of like the sense of smell went away. It's so weird. Um, and they're finding that that is a common denominator for people who are either just carriers from carriers to those that are incredibly sick. They're finding that as, as the theme. So, um, you know, well, if, that would be convenient in our household because with yeah. Kina's nasty fart. Well, that's <laughs> what I was just going to say, you know, so in anybody's house, you know, somebody rips a fat one and you can't smell it. Well, then maybe, maybe you got a little something in your system. So anyway, what else? Anything, um, was thinking about old Dennis today. Uh, we've been trying to get the senior statesman on, but uh, technology is kicking his butt. At, it's uh, his phone. It's not him. I know. It's that damn phone. we got to get him a new phone, but uh, somehow. Um, you know, I've been thinking a lot about him and, and others who, uh, who are a little bit older who are having to really just lock themselves in. Uh, Dennis has taken a, a pretty aggressive approach, really just hunkering down and not leaving his place, which is, um, which is great. It's just, you know, our, our mental health, um, it, it can really take, take a licking. And, you know, I was, I was equating this to, we're all getting a dose of what it is to be a prisoner, you know, to be confined to a certain space. We're incredibly fortunate in that we have a very large area to roam around in here. Uh, but for many people, such as Grandpa Dennis, um, he's got that one essentially two-room apartment, right? That is very small. And I think about my students who live in you know very, very humble means and who are uh, locked in in unfortunate situations, as I referenced last night. But... I'll tell you what, we are all thinking about everyone. Um, so just know you got great vibes emanating from the Eggie house. If you need anything, give us a call. Abigail, what else can we do to help people right now? Um, stay in contact with people who have to stay home. Oh, what do you like, mean? Like um, our grandparents, like we're talking to them every day because they really can't do anything else besides stay in their house. Yeah, yeah. Lou, any idea about how we can be helping people during this time? Um, um kind of like what Abby said, but instead of like using technology, you could send letters. Oh my God. And someone has a birthday this week, I believe. Yeah. Oh my God. The pole so dancer is... <laughs> 41. 41. Oh my God. So you guys could better be doing stuff in purple. Thinking about you, Hannah. I know where you're at right now at this moment. Boy, oh boy. We're all sitting in limbo waiting to see what's next. And you're out there on the front line kicking some serious ass. We love you, sissy. Yep. Love you. Yep. And for everybody else, Nat over in Colorado, I know what you're doing. Boy, keep at it. I know it's scary, but you're doing great. We're, we got all the love in the world heading your way. And to every other person on the front line, boy, we need you. We need you bad. So even though we're chilling, 
not much to do, we can still put positive energy out into the world. So keep your head up. Love somebody. Hug from a distance. Elbow bump. Social distancing. We'll catch you next time around. Oh